Welcome into another episode of the Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast. I'm your host, Joey Morales. Again, joining you with the Don Langbaum. How's it going, man? What's up, Joey? Everything's going good. How are you? I am doing well. It is mostly my fault that we have not had an NBA podcast as of yet due to some scheduling issues, some technical difficulties on uh, your part, on Osei's part, uh, who could not be here today. Uh, who, And by technical difficulties, I mean he forgot his laptop, but that's okay. We are here today to start breaking down how the NBA season has started so far, and we got quite a bit to jump into. Anything overarching that you kind of want to briefly talk about, Don? Um, well, I think the season has been really crazy so far, and uh, since it started, you know, like almost a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, I think the biggest thing that I've seen is the scores. Like within the first couple of weeks, like I think the Warriors scored like a hundred. 48 points they're like in the 150s like a lot of the scores are just like off chart like crazy and i think that like i think there's like two things going on i think that there's a lot less defense being played you know the three-pointer is becoming one of the most popular shots in the game and also the new rule with the shot clock violation not the violation but the shot clock uh, when you get an offensive rebound um you go to 14 seconds now not full 24 so that's speeding up the game too um, so yeah, they, just the scores this far have been crazy. One of the things I like to look at whenever I play any uh, fantasy basketball is I like looking at the Vegas totals. Um, when I, with NFL season being so packed, I finally jumped into NBA recently and I noticed that there wasn't a single game that had a total under 200, which is just bizarre. I mean, every single other year, most games are you know, between 195 to 205 total. And then the the real shootout games would be in the 215 to 220, something around there. I mean, every single game is massive scoring. I would I would agree with you that a lot has to do with that shot clock change. I mean, that was the biggest rule change that we've seen. And, you know, going from last season to this, and it would, it's definitely made an impact. So let's go ahead and jump on in. We'll start with the Western Conference, uh, starting with the Timberwolves, who are 7-10, second to last in the West, which is – Completely surprising to me, con- considering all the talent they have. Obviously, the the blockbuster trade, Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton to the 76ers for Saric, Robert Covington, and Jared Bayless in a 2022 second-round pick. Butler obviously had the massive fallout with the team in the front office. He turned down a four-year, $100 million, $100 million deal uh, in July with the Timberwolves. Called Cara Anthony Towns and Wiggins soft back in the preseason Really was uh, looking for a way out of there for a while now. It's kind of uh, shocking that you know this was only like one year after he was traded there from the Bulls that he so quickly wanted to get out. Um, the Wolves are three and one since the trade, and I think they seem to enjoy the defensive powers of Robert Cumming- Covington, quickly giving him thirty five plus minutes a game in his debut. So. Oh, he scored. He uh, I think Tibbs put him in for like. 41 minutes yep. for one game. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Tim, he doesn't give a, a shit. He just will play anybody the max minutes if he needs them. Uh, but That's crazy. They were the entire game. Yeah, their defense currently sits 24th in the league, allowing 114 points per game. Um, and I think, yeah, Bob Covington will help that out quite a bit. Do you have anything to say about, you know, this kind of this trade and uh, this team's performance so far, Don? Yeah, I think that um, I think that the trade was I think the trade is good for them because 
um cat was always a cornerstone like they cat was always going to be their you know their number one guy and i think that for whatever was happening behind closed doors um there was a lot of drama going on and sometimes a lot of times you know a team is better when it's you know it's a di- addition from subtraction you know teams are better off when you get rid of a good player for all the other players to uh, gel better together um and I think they are. I think I think it's a good trade for both teams. Um, and I think yeah, getting Covington and Sarich is is big. Those are like really good, good role players. You know, They're some of the best role players in the league for what they do. Um, and I think that for the whole, I think the whole Western Conference is really skewed this year. It's like a lot of teams got off to really slow starts, and a lot of teams are still like you know in slow starts this should be better like like minnesota like utah you know like the spurs and houston yeah Um, really quick that is a very good point so another thing i do is i never really look at the standings to about roughly 15 to 20 games and currently it is the trailblazers at one grizzlies at two warriors at three clippers at four thunder at five nuggets six pelicans seven which is pretty low i think lakers eight Rockets 9, Sacramento Kings 10, and then our Spurs 12, Jazz all the way down there at 13, Mavericks 14, Timberwolves uh, 15, Suns last. Um, Don, if you had to guess, what would you think the Timberwolves defensive rebounding percentage rank is? Top Upper 10, middle, lower 10, what would you think? Defensive rebounding? Yeah, just how often they uh, rebound the ball on defense. Middle tier? They are 30th, dead fucking last, the DFL, uh, which is surprising considering Cat. I bet I think this has been happening for a while now that they have just been a poor uh, rebounding team. They're one of the worst teams in second chance points allowed. Uh, they really just don't seem to rebound the ball as well as they should considering their talent. So we'll keep it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cat is not a very good defensive player, I guess. So that would, I guess, do something, have something to do with it. But like who. Like the their depth behind Cat, you know they have Taj Gibson, um, yeah, like they're they really only have Cat to get all those rebounds, you know, um, that's surprising. And I I don't I think I don't think that the Timberwolves are actually going to get much better. Like I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, the, it's hard to imagine they can turn it this far around i mean they're already so quickly in the hole but we will see so let's keep it moving got a lot to talk about here the warriors 12 and 6 third in the west so far obviously the big thing to talk about is the kd uh draymond green drama since the drama started pulling all these stats as of yesterday night the warriors are 0 and 3 you could say partly that is partly because of the absence of steph curry who is out with a groin injury which is starting to become a worry for the Warriors, considering they are 21 and 18 when Curry is out, going all the way back to 2016. I think wow. it's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big deal when Curry is out. And obviously, this drama doesn't help either. I would say that this team has gone seasons surviving drama. You've had Draymond's Green suspension in the finals, which likely cost them a title. You have Kevin Durant's burner Twitter accounts, uh, which were sketchy. You have the previous KD and Draymond scuffles and, you know, obviously Draymond's shout matches with Kerr. I mean, this is something that we've known for a long time, that Draymond's a very intense, very aggressive player, and this happens basically anywhere between five to ten times a year, I would say, that, you know, these these uh, 
incidents occur, but it's obviously gone a little farther. I mean, there's obviously the video of Kevin Durant saying, this is why I'm out, man, on uh, and it, during the game. So I would still say, with all that said, they're first in assists per game. They're sixth in points per game. They're first in offensive rating. And uh, I think they're going to keep chugging along when Sturt Curry gets back. Yeah, I think that they are struggling right now, but I, I think it just proves to show how important Curry really is. More than I think I think Durant's the better player, but Curry is a better teammate and better uh better player on the Warriors. Like for a whole team, you know? Um Yeah, well, I mean one of the things that we've seen in the NBA right is the positionless team, right? Where everyone plays roughly either a guard or a wing, switches defensively all all over the place plays you know one through four pretty much everyone is the same thing the one thing i think that has not gone away is the importance of the point guard curry very important you know james harden very important all these guys that play the point guard position it's still a very it's still a driver of the ball it's still very necessary necessary for a team to succeed um you know don if you let's say let's just pose a hypothetical let's say this doesn't get any better and this kind of festers throughout the whole season uh, but assuming everyone is healthy do you see any way that any team can still beat them? Because, I mean, even if they hate each other, I still think that this team probably wins uh, any series against anybody. Yeah, I think that um, I think that within the West, I don't think anybody can compete within the West right now. All the teams are just looking like a second tier below the Warriors. But I think that given all the drama, it might – just be enough for them to get knocked out of the finals by the Raptors or the Celtics. Um, I just I think that you know Raptors are looking insane right now. Celtics struggling, but they have the talent to always make the finals. Like I think that if if it's any year to knock off the Warriors in the finals, I think that this is a year, and it just might be enough drama. Like it might put it over there. Put it, it might be enough to just put the Warriors, you know, put the like the Raptors or the Celtics over the edge to beat them. Yeah. I mean, it is so early in the season. It's very possible that they just resolve this, have a team meeting, nip it in the butt, and then a couple games go by. They wait a couple games and it eventually just kind of fades away. But we shall see. Moving on to the Lakers. Lake Show, 9-7, and seven, currently ninth in the West. Whenever the season began to start, one of the interesting topics that I posed to everyone was, what is more likely – that the Lakers win the championship or that they miss the playoffs? Um, I think it's a very intriguing question because what you're saying is, do you trust LeBron to at least lead this team to an eighth seed? Or what's or is it more likely that they can get everything rolling and actually win a championship? I barely sided with the miss the playoffs, but not, I mean, I didn't, I could easily see both sides and it's a very tough question, but right now they're currently sitting outside the playoff picture. Uh, I would say LeBron is still enjoying himself in LA and they look to have bounced back after starting two and five. But if, you know, if you, if someone had to ask you that in the preseason, Adon, what do you think you would have said? And uh, what do you think about the Lakers so far? Uh, I would have said that they wouldn't make the playoffs. Um, No way they're winning a championship this year, even with, you know, the new additions that they've gotten with Tyson Chandler. Um, I do think that they got off to a rough start, yeah. And I think, well, I think for a couple of reasons, this is the fastest pace LeBron has ever played. Um, yeah, I think they're second in the league in pace yeah, or top pace, five or something like that. Their pace is crazy. And LeBron is playing a lot of the five, which he never plays. Um, also, 
a, a lot of it could have been like LeBron's play has always it's been like a little a little down. You can tell um, he was saying that's from the time difference. Always been on the East Coast and living in LA, it, it takes a while for your body to adjust. Um, but right now they're rolling. Like um, he just scored fifty one on the Heat. He uh, just had a forty four point game where he moved up in the fifth into the scoring column, passing Wilt. Um, and I think that. I think they will definitely make the playoffs now that now that they've gotten Tyson Chandler. Um, they're five and one now since acquiring Tyson Chandler. He's like a, he's a very good defensive anchor that they really need, um, and it takes minutes off of LeBron at the five, you know, and that's not LeBron's natural position, and he had to play that with only Javale. Um, I think with Tyson in the mix, uh, LeBron is he's playing more of his game. Um, I think the Lakers are good. I just I don't like Brandon Ingram. <laughs> And I think that I think he's overrated, but I'd love Kuzma um, and Hart is good. And yeah, I don't know. They're they're, they'll make the playoffs. They won't probably make very much noise, but we'll see what happens after. Yeah. And then the whole construct of this year was obviously to just look somewhat good and hopefully get a good shot at Anthony Davis or uh, Kevin Durant in the off season. Uh, that's why a lot of these guys are signed to one-year deals. They are fourth in the league in pace. Uh, so yeah, like you said, is very they're playing at a very quick pace. I would say their defense is still struggling. Twenty-sixth in the league, offense is fourth. Assists per game are up to seventh. Defensive rating though down at twentieth. So clearly struggling on the defensive side of the ball as well. And I I, I agree with you. I think a, a LeBron is probably still trying to adjust to all this. They're currently playing the Cavaliers. So. I'm sure he's probably enjoying maybe being back in Cleveland, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they look like once they, uh, you know, fully get through throughout the season and, you know, what this kind of team is capable of doing. So keep moving on. We'll go to the Rockets who currently sit eight and seven, uh, just barely outside the playoffs. They lead the league in three-point attempts a game with 42.5, but are 23rd in three-point percentage, uh, sitting at 33.7. This team obviously has not performed as well as a lot of people would have expected, and they were actually one of the teams I predicted that would struggle coming coming out of the uh, season just because of the the absence of Trevor Reason, some uh, key defensive players, in my opinion, who – I think actually kind of kept the team from allowing 160,000 points a game. Uh, right now they are 28th in rebounding percentage. Uh, they're 12th in offensive rating. Harden is 80th in the league in three-point percentage. So I think a lot of this stuff is you know, just kind of getting used to the new feel of the team, and I think they should be able to shrug it all off. But uh, it's something just to continue to monitor to see if they can turn it around. Yeah, I think that um, they lost key players. You know, role players are huge. Then you know, then it might not be stars, but like a guy like Trevor Ariza and even Ryan Anderson. Like these guys help round out a team so you can win games consistently. And losing those guys, having a thin bench, really yeah. hurts. And they lost Mello too. That was a terrible experiment. Um, Honestly, I almost forgot I about that. that. Like, I mean, I don't, we don't even really need to spend some time on yeah. it, but I mean, I think everyone saw that coming. <laughs> I don't know where Melo's going to go, but he's, he's, he's garbage washed. now. It's so, unfortunate. Yeah. But I think that, you know, like, you know, you live by the three, you die by the three, you know, it's, 
it's still a shot that's not efficient, like um, like a layup or even like a post up. It's it's a shot. You know, you're 28 feet away from the rim, so like if it's not falling, it's not falling. You're not going to win games, and that's what they do. They don't take any mid range shots. They only do layups or threes. So I think that they're in a sin of funk right now. Um, they also play a lot of ISO heavy ball, and I think they will get out of it. But they're not. They're not. They're not going to be up to last year's standard. Yeah, at I all, mean, you know? like you said, if they if that three point percentage bumps up five, you know, ten, even just five, six, seven points, uh, they're we're looking at a completely different team probably in twenty eighteen. Seventeenth in defensive rating. So yeah, they're clearly not doing too well on the defensive side of the ball. Moving on to the Pelicans, who have looked really well, but it's it's weird. Their their record is only ten and seven. They are second in points and assists per game. They're second in field goal percentage. I think Drew Holiday is actually emerging as one of the elite players in the NBA. Second in the entire league in assists per game. That guy looks like a complete baller. Uh, and then obviously you have Anthony Davis just dominating. Fifth in the league in points per game. Second in blocks. Seventh in offensive rating. The brow is clearly dominating. So what do you think about the Pelicans, how they've kind of transitioned out of this, you know, full season now without DeMarcus Cousins? Um, and if they will be able to kind of take advantage, maybe there's a potential team to take advantage of the Warriors drama, the Warriors struggles if if Curry misses any more time. Yeah, I think that the Pelicans, they're dangerous. Like whenever you have AD and like you were saying, Drew Holiday, his um, he's he's balling out right now. He's playing at a very elite level. He's he's an excellent player right now, um, and I think that the like the record rise wise, like the whole West is all skewed up with the records. Like, you know, these teams, you know, like the Nuggets are ten and seven as well. Um, Clippers are like eleven and six. So I think I think that'll all just even itself out come like January or February, but um. Pelicans are good. They have Julius Randle. He just got a triple-double the other night. I think he's a really good addition next to Anthony Davis. Um, I think, yeah, I, I don't think the boogie thing worked out. I think because AD, you know, he's a superstar, you know, top five player in the league. He needs to control the paint himself in order for him to really play the game that he needs. Um, just surround him with, like, really solid player, like Drew Holiday and um, Julius Randle and um and Miritich and yeah they're a good team they're they're dangerous I I'm kind of sad that they beat the Spurs the other night because Spurs aren't looking so hot right now yeah we'll get there real quick just worth noting that only two and a half games separates the first and the eighth seed in the west so it's still very very close um while we're there, you know, while we're talking about the first seed, let's go ahead and kick it really quick over to the Trailblazers. Not a team I had originally had in our write-up, but you know, it's hard not to talk about the number one seed in the West right now. I think Damian Lillard has absolutely balled out this season. Don't have any stats off the top of my head, but just watching him play, he has been amazing. Uh, it's good to see this. I was really worried about this team after we saw them basically get murdered by Anthony Davis in the playoffs uh, on live television. But it's good to see them rebound. Uh, I know that Damian Lillard had that offseason meeting with the coaches and the owner, just kind of figuring out, hey, what's, what are we going to do? Are we going to tank? Are we going to you know, still try to be uh, competitive? Uh, but it's good to see them turn around. They're one of my uh, side teams I like to root for in the playoffs. So, uh, But what do you think about the, the um, Trailblazers? I think, they're, I think they're a good team. Um, 
they had they didn't really make any adjustments to their roster at all, but they've always had a solid roster. Um, I, you know, it's going to be hard to trust them after you know they're they got swept last year because they were playing great last year. They're the third seed last year too. Um, I do have you know I do have this like back of back of the head like I I do think that in the back of my mind that they're not gonna make it. I think they're gonna fall to like fifth or sixth seed. I just like don't the, see them they're like the Raptors of the West. Yeah, I can see them yeah, this falling. I mean cuz look these other teams who started off at like poor starts, kind of like the Thunder or like even the Nuggets. Well, the Nuggets went up to a good start, but like the Thunder or even Pelicans, Lakers, Rockets, like I think that those teams can surpass the Trailblazers. I think talent-wise they're better. Um but I mean you can never count out Damian Lillard and CJ. So, we'll see. All right, let's talk about our beloved Spurs. Um, I'll give the uh, I'll give the positive first. There's some there is a little bit of positive, a little bit. Uh, they are first in the league actually in turnovers per game, which is something that the Spurs have always struggled with. Uh, only having 12.3 a game, fourth in three point field goal percentage at 38.3. So that's good. The bad though, that like we like like we predicted, the defense is significantly struggling. 21st in defensive re- uh, rating, 17th in rebounding. Uh, their assist percentage is pretty low. Uh, one of the things I seem to notice when watching this team play is it no longer has the spark it needs on the at the bench and, and with the bench coming out. It doesn't seem like it's very fluid. It seems like it's very uh, ISO shots. It doesn't seem anywhere near the you know the good ball movement that we so we often saw with Patty Mills and Manu and. You know all those guys, Boris Diaw, the guys that we were used, to, we've been used to seeing run this this bench unit. They are 13th in scoring, uh, with only getting 37 points per game. Obviously, this team has been ravaged by injuries. Uh, don't even really need to mention all of them. There's a lot, but you know, I think I think this team there's there's some positive signs, but you know, then you see then you get like a slump from Lamarcus Aldridge, and this team loses like three in a row right off the bat. So. This team, it needs to do all the things every single night to win each game, and it can't let up. And it's you know, and that's just really what it is. Yeah, it's um, it's tough to see because this year, unlike many years, um, we have no margin of error. Like if, like Lamarcus has to play at an elite level, and so does DeRozan, and all the other guys have to be making shots at a decent clip for us to win games. Like if, if something is not on for those areas, then we're going to lose, you know? It's not like in years past where we had a bench, where we had, you know, incredible role players, where we had the defensive anchors of, you know, Duncan, or even, like, Danny Green, Kyle Anderson, DeJounte Murray. Like, that's the defensive anchors that we don't have anymore. Like, that was our room for error, like, getting steals and being defensively sound. But we don't even have any defense anymore. So we have to basically outshoot other teams. Which is very hard to do on a on a nightly basis. You know, you're basically like relying on just like on shooting. You know, and that's something you can't control all the time. You can control defense, but it's it's hard to see. And I think that Dejounte is a big loss for us. Um, huge, absolutely huge, especially because they were about to just basically give him the keys to the organization. Hey, uh, this other guy didn't want the, the the keys to the Bentley. You want it? All right, go ahead and take it. Yeah, and I was looking 
very much looking forward to his growth this year with the full, you know, weight of the team on his back. I mean, obviously Aldridge is, you know, an all-star, but you know, he's no longer, he's not really the future. Dejounte Murray is the future. And it was really sad to see that injury, but like you said, I mean, the losses that I think will come back to hurt this team. Cause I, I think it's maybe two games that we missed the playoffs in or, you know, either way. Yeah. Losing back to back at the Kings and at the Suns hurts that those are two games you want to get. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's just tough watching them lose like these easy games, and I think that I think the biggest thing is our defense because defense leads to offense, and especially with Dejounte, like you were saying, like Dejounte gets steals, and he last year when he was on the court, they had a defensive rating of ninety nine, which is very good, and whenever he got off the court, it went up to like one hundred and eleven. So like just his presence alone, like he can't really like he doesn't he's not a very good like offensive shooter but he gets steals leads to points and just having him on the court would have been huge for us like we would have we would have won those games I'm, I'm positive you know it's just losing him like we're so shallow in point guard like our our like point guard defense is atrocious like we have nobody who can play defense on the point guard at all and it's just like yeah it's tough to see LaMarcus has to play um you know DeRozan's doing his best and he's, he's playing great you can't put it all on the Rosen, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think we, I think that, uh, I think that, I think that next year, you know, we'll have Lonnie Walker in his year two. We'll have. Well, I DJ think he back. should be back by December is what I'm seeing. So, you know, obviously, they're gonna, yeah, they're no, uh, no uh, Lonnie Walker. So I, it'll be interesting yeah, to see yeah, how they yeah. face him in. But yeah, DJ obviously will be out for the entire season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Lonnie Walker is going to help a little bit, but yeah, I think. I think next year, you know, if we like get rid of Pau Gasol and like maybe move some pieces around, we can get a solid another solid, you know, borderline star maybe. And I think we'll be. I think that like this is if this is as bad as Spurs are gonna get, then we're pretty good, you know. Like last year and this year, if we're just like barely making the playoffs, that's like our quote unquote rebuild. Like we're doing fine. Yeah, let's move on to the Grizzlies really quick, just because they are second in the West. This was one of the teams when me and Osei did a pod last year around midseason. I called them one of my um, "What are you doing?" teams because in the NBA currently, <laughs> you're either competitive or you're tanking, and if you're not, you're not going to do well. I think in the long long run, uh, they obviously did not yeah. want to trade about Marcus Sol. Uh, they did not want to tank. They were still competitive in a lot of games, uh, but. They still fell short of the playoffs and then, you know, just kind of are lingering there. And the teams that linger, I think, are just are going to be basically what I and what I call limbo. They're not they're not improving. They're not, you know, declining to try to get up in picks. But either way, here they are at 11 and five. They're first in uh, points allowed, only allowing 100 points per game. They are DFL in uh, rebounds per game, which is interesting. Dead fucking last. Um I think Mike Conley has played pretty well for them. I think they've enjoyed the services of Kyle Anderson, who we sent over there or not sent over there, but who went over there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see this team kind of hanging up there for too long. I think they've enjoyed uh, a little bit of a softer schedule games for the Hawks, the Suns, the Suns again, uh, the Kings. I think they've enjoyed a little bit of a softer schedule, but we'll see. I mean, I, I just don't see if they're not – I don't think there's any way they're competitive against the Lakers in the playoffs in the uh, – you know, in the with the Warriors obviously in the playoffs, with the Rockets in the playoffs. 
Um, I just don't see that their style of ball is going to hang around too much uh, in today's league. Almost DFL in points per game as well, 29th. But um, any, any quick things you want to say about the Grizzlies? Yeah, I think it's just from like early season um, over yeah. overachievement. Yeah. They're yeah. Nobody expected them to be eleven and five, and good for them. But they're like once you know the Rockets, Lakers, Pelicans, Nuggets, Thunder. Once they all start heating up and start winning games, they're gonna be they're gonna drop out pretty quick, I think. All right, Adon. Well, here we are again, another season, another year where there's really only three or four teams in the East to talk about. Um, <laughs> let's start with. I think there's five this year. Yeah, sure. Uh, humbuck. <laughs> Raptors, uh, Danny Green, baby, game winner over the Magic. Why can't he do this? Yeah, what's he's playing out of his mind yep. in in uh, Toronto, and he was not playing well with the Spurs. I'm not happy. And guess who is first in offensive rating in the whole league? The Raptors. Danny fucking Green, like per player. Danny really? Danny Green is first what? in the league in offensive rating. They are seventh in points allowed, sixth in points per game, sixth in assists per game, eighth in rebounds per game. Pretty much top ten across the board. Very balanced, very well coached team. I think. Uh, really, I think this the the ceiling is the limit. I mean, I think this team can be competitive for at least six games against the Warriors, assuming they you know figure all the things out. Curry's healthy. I think you know Kawhi obviously has played well for them. They've rested him here and there, just sporadically on back to backs. Pretty much is what the game plan is: is to rest him on the second leg. Danny Green, I think that basically the additions of Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard has turned this team into a defensive powerhouse. I mean, obviously, then you still have the offensive, you know, and defensive prowess of Ibaka, of you know Lowry. I think this team is pretty much capable of doing whatever they want this season. I don't, I mean, I see a couple, you know, obviously the Celtics might have something to say and the 76ers with the addition of Jimmy Butler, but I really like this Raptors team. It'll be interesting. Maybe if they can finally win and get to the Eastern conference finals uh, in the playoffs, that'll be nice. Yeah. I think, um, I think the Raptors are really good this year. Yeah. Adding Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard was huge for them. Um, having a new coach as well. Um, they don't look like they have any weaknesses. Their bench is stacked. Um, they have good young role players. They're looking really yep. dangerous. Um, yeah, I mean, I have nothing more to say than they're going to give whoever they face in the playoffs a run for their money for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, moving on to the 76ers, they are third in rebounds per game, fourth in assists per game. Jimmy Butler, I think, has looked pretty good for them so far. Obviously, the Markel Fultz's shot, my God. My He's God. leaving the team, apparently. He's like, okay with Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. He's um, getting a special I, treatment. It's not good. Yeah, that is going to be the one of the bigger whiffs that people will look back on in the NBA um, history. Yeah. It's not. You know, early on in the season, just kind of watching them, I thought they seemed like a sloppy kind of team that – didn't really take care of the ball in you know specific situations. I will say though, JJ Redick is a balling out. That guy is a beast, hell of an NBA player. Um, but do you think the the 76ers have a shot at beating the Celtics, the the Raptors? I think they would even struggle against the Bucks. Uh, just not still not seeing what I need to see from them for them for me to think that they're a championship caliber team. Yeah, I. I think adding Jimmy Butler is good, but they also lost, you know, a part of their bench and role players. We'll just have to see. I mean, 
they do have a closer now, which they didn't really have before. Um, like Embiid's great, uh, and so is Simmons, but I don't think they're necessarily closers like Jimmy Butler is, Jimmy Buckets. But I think they're missing still. I think I think they need Simmons to learn how to shoot, and then they'll be up there. Um, the thing is, they're not. They're just like they're they're pretty much letting Simmons just open, you know, and open when he's not in the paint. And it, I think it's it's screwing up their offense a little bit. Um, but I I think that I think they'll be fine. I think that the East is just more competitive this year than it was even you know last year with the Raptors even being better, Nasogus being healthy. But um, yeah, I think that. I know they they could be like a second round playoff team, maybe even conference finals, but I don't see them they going to the finals at all this year. They're not there yet. Yeah, just to back what I was saying up, they're twenty fifth in the league in turnover percentage, seventeenth in assist to turnover ratio. So they yeah they definitely need to take care of the ball a little bit more. Let's switch it on over to the Celtics, who finally have everyone healthy. Kyrie, Gordon Hayward. It's good to see. I think everyone wanted to see this team run it back basically this year with the same roster with these guys now healthy. Uh, They're playing really good defense. Third points allowed first in defensive uh, rating first in points per game as well. Also have it on the defensive end first in rebounds per game. So they're, they're leading in a lot of important categories. Uh, I expect them um, to do good things. I think in the playoffs and I don't know if maybe they have enough star power and firepower to compete to beat the Raptors. I think it'll be a seven game series. Whoever has maybe home field might take it, but we will see. Yeah. I I like the looks a lot. I think that they're just experiencing like some, you know, some early season woes, but um, they, I think they have the most star power in the league. They have like once Gordon, Gordon Hayward, like figures out his whole role with the team. He's an all-star, you know? Um, And Tatum is, you know, he's, gonna be an all-star like he's playing an all-star level already he's a second year um you have so many all-stars on that team already i think i think that they will heat up and i think that they i think they're better coached um and they have a closer they have Kyrie. you know one of the most clutch players in the league and i think that against the raptors who knows but you know they're the best defensive team right now and the Raptors are great defensively too. I, it's just it's going to be a toss up, but I do have my money on the Celtics actually, just because of their coaching. All right, Adon, we are already thirty five minutes in, and we haven't even uh, touched all the teams. I mean, we still have the Thunder. We could talk about the Jazz. Um, really got time for maybe one or two more. I mean, Brooklyn Nets, Bam. How about Jarrett Allen? Just looking like a defensive stud. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it's a hot take, but I think he's going to be at least in the top like three for defensive player of the year within the next couple of years. Uh, that guy is just balling out on the defensive end, but uh, I'll kick it to you to close this out. Which team you want to talk about? We got the box. We could uh, speak about um, who do you want to talk about? Let's talk about. Um, give me a second. We're going to have teams. The nuggets. The I mean, there's a ton of teams Ooh, here. The NBA is just a lot. There's a lot of storylines, I think. And uh, obviously, let's, we only have so much time. Let's talk about Kemba Walker and the Hornets. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sad to see Tony Parker wearing another jersey, but I think he's he's, he's going to come back. Well. He's got yeah. He's playing well. Playing well. He still has it in the he's tank. leading like, the team in field goal percentage. He's he's balling. He's balling out, and I think that. 
what he, he said he wanted to play 20 seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was his goal. Seven right now. Oh, sorry, he's on his on 17th season. Yeah, so I, I think he wants to play at least like two or three years over there, and then probably finish out with the Spurs. Uh, yeah, he signed point. a two-year contract, right? So that would be 17th and 18th, or at least 18th and 19th season, and then he'll have a couple more seasons, or at least one more season left before his 20th season. Yep. I think he's going to sign with the Spurs and play one year at the Spurs and retire. That's, like that's his that's his home, but it's good to see him like falling out a little bit, you know. Yep. Well, this was another one of those teams that I called a limbo team. I didn't understand what they were doing last year. Um, you know, whether or not they were going to move Kemba Walker and try to get some picks and start tanking. You know, doing that whole song and dance. Uh, I would say they're still sort of in that uh, position. Currently sitting at eighth in the East at eight and eight. Um, got got good pieces. I mean, Kemba Walker's looked pretty good in some stretches, um, averaging almost thirty points a game, but. He's like the top scorer in the NBA right now, yeah. points per game. Kemba Walker, he's balling out, man. You got to get this man some help. This game when he scored 60, he scored more points than the rest of his team. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah that's Kemba, true. Yeah, it's nuts. But, yeah, I, lo- I love Kemba. I think I think if you get him on the Spurs, that'd be so sick. But we'll see what happens. Um, Miles Bridges is unreal. Like, his Dunk highlights already in the NBA are unreal. Have you seen his dunk highlights? No, I've not. I'm not about those YouTube highlights. Give me the stats, baby. <laughs> Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. He's he's gonna be a good. He's gonna be a good player. Like they have. They have. A yeah, solid I mean, team. they have a. Um, I, I would say they actually kind of have a healthy depth. I would say uh, Bismarck Mayabo has actually yeah. looked pretty good in in the stretches when he's gotten to play. Obviously, they still got Frank the Tank. Batum has looked really good in some stretches too. Definitely a very good small forward for them. Yeah, I just they you know what they just they just need that extra piece. They need that one, maybe even potential two guys to you know stars to really lead this team. And that's just pretty much how the NBA, time and time again, how you win. You get solid depth and you get you know two to three all stars, and you build from there. And they have one, obviously. They just yeah. need another. Yeah, you know, like I think that. Either this is Kemba is gonna be there for the rest of his career, or he's gonna be gone. You know, this is like a big turning point in his career because he's playing at the best level he's ever played. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but I I like Kemba. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm curious when his contract is up. Uh, this is definitely big for him as far as payday is concerned. Uh, yeah. Hornets second in the league in turnovers. They're controlling the ball pretty well. All right, Adon, we got maybe one more minute. Any quick last things, anything that you're looking forward to see going forward, any other teams you want to briefly touch on, whatever you got? Um, I do want to say that I think that the Wizards are going to blow up and the Wizards are doing terrible terrible right now, and I hope that Bradley Beal and John Wall go shake things up a little bit and you know go to some contending teams. Be really yeah, fun. I will say the uh, um, next offseason is going to be wild, oh, yeah. absolutely absurd. Yeah, with Katie, Clay, Davis, all of them, and like all, all of them. Stuff. all of them, yeah, all of them. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to see. I hope the Spurs are in the mix yeah. some, somehow. You know, yeah. I want them to be competitive. But um, yeah, I mean that's all. That's that's all I got. Like, I think that it's really early in the season, and I think that things are gonna shape up. I think this is gonna be a really, really intriguing season. The way the standings are, like right now, they've never been 
at least in the West, they haven't been this close in a while. Um, and I think that I think that things are gonna really shake up. Like all the way to fourteenth is only five games behind. The Timberwolves are only five games behind first, which is crazy. That, that's like the entire the, the entire conference, you know. Yeah, and I think we all saw this coming. One of the things I was looking at, you know, in the in the off season, once everyone had kind of made their picks and their moves, was I was pretty sure there was maybe only going to be one or two tanking teams, and the Kings and the Suns. I mean, the Blazers, obviously, the Grizzlies, Warriors, Clippers, Thunder, Duggets, Pelicans, Lakers, all want to be competitive, as well as the Rockets, Spurs, Jazz, and Timberwolves. And I think the Mavericks are finally have enough. P- I mean, we haven't even talked about them. They got you know Luka Doncic and. They, they still have their pieces too, and I didn't think that they were going to want to tank again. I mean, I know yeah. Mark Cuban didn't want to, and they originally did. So I really only thought it was going to be this Kings and the Suns, and yeah. here the Kings are at 9-8 and eight, still you know fighting in the mix. And like you said, it's, it is going to be a bloodbath. It is well. going to be very close. Some teams are probably only – I would imagine probably multiple teams will only miss the playoffs by one or two games. So, all right, we are going to wrap it up there. So much left to talk about, but we try to get as much as we could follow us on Twitter at the BBB pod on iTunes at the BBB podcast, please folks. We need 10 more five-star reviews to hit a hundred, just 10 more, get 10 of your friends on Thanksgiving. Enjoy the Turkey. Adon, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, hope to be on soon, Joey. is always a good time, and um, we'll see how the season shapes up. All right. Well, for Adon, I'm Joey. See you later, folks.